Let's talk about Disneyland for a moment, or a few moments, actually. I can't remember the last time I went to Disneyland. It's cost prohibitive now, but I do remember it was a very, I would say, serene experience. Didn't have to worry about any foolishness. Didn't have to worry about any fights breaking out. I worried most about if I had enough money to pay for the food for me and whoever else I happened to be there with. That was my main concern. But stuff has changed in the intervening years. And we see more and more videos and accounts of violence at Disneyland and Disney World, for that matter. To wit, Disneyland has issued a courtesy notice regarding fights. Quote, we ask all who come to this happy place to treat others with respect, kindness, and compassion to help guests have a safe and enjoyable experience. We regularly update our Disneyland Resort rules. Close quote. Now, I don't know if a courtesy notice is going to change individual behavior or behavior in general, but I do know that the whole feeling of Disney in a theme park experience is very different than maybe five, 10 years ago. I never thought of a fight breaking out, much less with any regularity at one of the theme parks. Now, back in the day, at least as far as young people go, and I'm going to blame young people for this. When I say young people, I'm going to say under the age of 30. Back in the day, we, the young folks, went to Magic Mountain. We went to Knott's Berry Farm. We didn't go to Disneyland. The only time we went to Disneyland was for either like a grad night thing or it was a couple thing. Me and my girlfriend. That was it. Mainly grad night though. Yeah. Yeah. It was not something that we sought out to do. No. Mm. And I think that has changed because for the young person, especially if we're trying to find girls to pick up. It was Magic Mountain. That was what me and the, and the fellas did. We went to Magic Mountain and trying to find other girls there. But it wasn't Disneyland. That was for family. That was for couples. That was for not us. Wasn't Magic, Ma wasn't Magic Mountain almost shut down because of gang violence? As I was saying, <laughs> we went to Magic Mountain because that catered to a younger crowd, ride enthusiasts, uh, just folks from 15 to 30, I would say. I mean, back in the day when we were going to Magic Mountain, they used to have hip-hop and R&B performers that would That's be true. showing up. They, they would actually have a draw there. The last time they did that was the infamous TLC uh, riot that happened there uh, when they were That's supposed right. to perform. That was like the last time that they had a no-known hip-hop or R&B act at Magic Mountain. But they made the conscious decision to feature live entertainment, which would pull certain age groups in. Yep. Yep. And that's part of the reason I think people, we gravitated to that ride park. Not uh, Knott's Berry Farm, not so much because there were just fewer rides, but we still went there more so than Disneyland. And with this courtesy notice, it just tells you that... There's been a shift, obviously, in our behavior, but also a shift in the people who go to, to Disneyland. Um, if I spend all that money to go to Disneyland, and I'm not saying I would, but if I did, I'm not getting in a fight.
I'll tell you this, though. And having just gone to Disneyland recently with my family, one thing I did notice, and I saw this as being a reason why people do get into fights. They now are selling liquor at Disneyland. I didn't know that. Yes, they sell liquor, and I did witness more than a few people in line acting drunk, being rude, talking crazy, and I saw instances where I said, and I remember telling my daughter, if this dude comes over here and says anything to us, because he was just being belligerent and just talking crazy, and yeah, hey, look, live your life, you're having fun, but if you come over here, we're going to have a fight. And I remember thinking that clearly, like, this dude is already a problem. And, that, and Disney security, I saw them come over to this gentleman and talking to him. And he was like, what? I'm just having fun and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, how are you drunk at Disneyland? Eric, you and I go to sporting events. And we already know when you introduce alcohol yes. into any, quote, unquote, entertainment situation or arena, no pun intended, Bad things happen. And I believe up until the debut of the new Star Wars land in Disneyland, the only place you could get alcohol at Disneyland was Club 33 or you'd have to go across to California Adventure. So this is very new territory for Disneyland. It's almost like you have to know that once you open that door and start selling alcohol, this is inevitable. Oh, it's Pandora's box. But you can't go back, though. No, you can't. I don't know if it was a purely financial decision or were they trying to make, going back to my original comments, were they trying to make Disneyland more attractive to people, more than just families? I, I would say they probably were because I think, at least from people my generation, I know a bunch of people my age that have Disney passes and that have gotten them since they've been able to afford them and pay for them themselves. They can afford them. Hey, they got the base package, Mo, not the okay. not the top of the tier. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but either way, I do think they are trying to cater to different audiences more than just the family to get more people in the park. I mean, I was like Tawala at Disneyland recently over the summer and if I'm not mistaken, the park got the capacity that day and they stopped letting people in. So they're definitely trying to cater to as many people as possible, I think, now. Well, when we come back, as we talk about the cost of Disneyland and also the experience at Disneyland, it makes you wonder why anyone would go into debt just so they could go to Disneyland or Disney World. We'll talk about that. People are. John and Ken Show, KFI AM640. I'm Mo Kelly. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app now to Mark Ronner in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. I was talking about how, at least from my outsider's view, Disneyland had changed in terms of what it was offering, type of clientele, if you will, and the overall experience, saying nothing of the price hikes, which are every year. And it just seemed like a very different place. I'd never even conceived of the idea of Disney, anything related to Disney theme parks being a place where fights would be more and more common. And don't get me wrong, I'm quite sure that it is a reflection of our more violent culture in a general sense. I think there's commentary there. But also specifically, as we were discussing, the introduction or inclusion of alcohol in a theme park 
where historically it was not there. That has to be part of the equation. And before the break, I was teasing how there are families, maybe you're one of them, who are taking Disney vacations and having to go into debt. It, it could be taking out a loan. It could be exorbitant um, credit card charges, and you're paying that off over the course of years. It could be any number of ways, but we all know that it's very expensive to do a full-blown Disney vacation. And what I mean by that is imagine that you lived outside of the Los Angeles area, and it's two parents and maybe two kids, and you're going to come to Anaheim, and you're going to stay a couple of nights in a Disneyland hotel or something like that. Imagine how much that may cost. Well, let me help you so you don't have to imagine as much. According to an analysis by Mouse Hacking, a Disney-focused blog, the cost of a Disney World vacation for a family of four, two adults, one child age 10 or older, and one child age 3 to 9 was $5,700 last year, about $287 per person per night. That's Disney World. And I'm quite sure it's very close to that here in Southern California, Disneyland. And Eric, you were telling the story during the break, and I want you to tell it again, how your grandparents would take everybody and their mama, literally, (laughs) to Disneyland. How? How? I have no idea. My grandparents clearly are very good savers because if they weren't good savers, we wouldn't have done this tradition year after year after year. Uh, But at the time, they lived in Tustin, which is about 20 minutes away from Disneyland. But they would every summer, um, especially once um, my mom's two brothers and their families, my cousins, my aunts, they moved to the East Coast when they would come back for their yearly trip to see grandma and grandpa over the summer, we would all do a big Disneyland trip, all 16 of us. 16? Yes, 16 of us. Yikes. Same day. My grandparents, my mom, her two brothers, spouses, kids, eight grandchildren. I'm the oldest of eight. So, um, yeah, I mean, we would go to Disneyland every year, and I believe this summer... Uh, it was a much smaller group. There was about six of us just based off of scheduling and all of that type of stuff. But I believe this year was the last year of that tradition. I can see why. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, I, I'm i very lucky to have had grandparents that were able to afford doing this kind of thing for us every year. Tuala, you recently went to Disneyland. And I say that because it's not just one park. It could be multiple parks. Yep. It was you... Your ex-wife, you refer to as your mm-hmm. co-parent. co-parent, our kids, um, two kids, two kids, my brother, his girlfriend, and my niece. The onlyest way, <laughs> okay, let me, let, me, let me make sure that everyone is clear on this. The only way that this happened is because my brother's girlfriend happens to work at Disneyland. You got a little bit of a hookup. There was definitely a hook up and going to California adventure was a part of our iHeart coast Christmas party. And so, Hey, we made a day of it, but looking at the cost of that, that falls under the hell no. Had it been out of either my pocket or our co-parents pocket this close to Christmas. And let me tell you that park was packed. So I was just tripping off of how many people were there 
But going back to the conversation about the courtesy notice on fights, there were so many young people there, no parents, no kids, just young people. I'm talking between the ages of, I'd say, 16 and 21, just in groups by themselves. Who has it? Who was it? Who has the, the chaperone policy? Is that Knott's Berry Farm now? I believe That's it's Magic Knott's. Mountain too. Not, oh, Knott's it's Knott's. Knott's. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It, do you guys remember that big viral fight in Toontown? Yes. Yeah. Between and I believe it was between a a, a family, family fighting its own family. Yes. 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 Yeah. So that I mean that why. And I don't think you crazy. can go back. I think you're going to see more of that. And. We started talking about this this segment relative to families going into debt trying to finance these Disney vacations. There's no way in hell I would. Now, I understand how people will spend more money if they're going on a vacation. But Disney, everything is more expensive. It's not like they're going to a city and then just taking in a few sites. They're going to one particular location one and a half days maybe. Yeah. And every day you're spending goo gobs of money. That $5,800 I was telling you about, that would get you a high-class seven-day cruise, one of the best cabins. Seven days. Yes. And this is just maybe a day or two at Disneyland for you and three of your family members. Yeah. Yeah. I know. My co parent <laughs> I know only because, look, because I don't want to put her business out there, but one summer my co-parent took our kids to Disney World and that was a grip. Okay, it was a lot. The next summer took them on a cruise and they stopped at one of the Disney ports or whatever. Like it was like a Disney cruise. The cruise by all accounts was cheaper than going to Disney World. And probably better experience. Yes. Much better. I'm talking, they're swimming with dolphins. They're, they had the time of their life on this Disney cruise, even going to Disney Island and doing whatever the hell they did there. They loved it. Cheaper. A cruise, five-day cruise. Cheaper than going to Disney World. Mark, you're not someone who's from Southern California, so I would love your, when I say outsider's view, just someone who's not from here, how you look upon Disneyland and what you'd be willing to spend conceivably for a Disneyland trip from the Pacific Northwest? Well, the answer is zero. I'm not into that, but I'm not about to dump on people who are into it because three years into a pandemic, you do whatever it takes to keep yourself, uh, your morale up. I mean, we know Amy King here goes to Disneyland all the time. Yep. Uh, I mean, my thing when when uh, it's safe is to go to cult movies if I if there's one playing in a theater, uh, and, you know, because I'm a big movie nerd, but. Uh, I wouldn't go to Disneyland if it was free to tell you the truth. It's just not in my bag. But see, there is something to be said for the type of experience and quality of experience. Saying nothing of the money you have to pay. Like you say you want to go see cult movies. Like, for example, I don't like going to physical theaters, brick and mortar theaters anymore mm -hmm. because of these same individuals who probably are going to Disneyland and starting fights who are kicking the back of my chair, talking through the movie and so forth. The quality of experience, regardless of the costs incurred, is important. No, that, that's an excellent point, and, and that's where they kind of intersect, whether it's nerd movies like mine or Disneyland. More and more, you encounter rude people, rude, possibly drunk, possibly armed people, and it really takes the fun out of things because 
you know, if somebody's kicking your seat, talking too loud, you're going to say something to them. Maybe and some, it escalates from there. Some, I know. Uh huh. Yeah. Something gentle and polite. You know, like not very long ago, there were some uh, younger people sitting behind me in a movie, and they wouldn't shut up. I asked them to please be quiet. They wouldn't. I turned around a few minutes later and I point at them and I say, "You stop talking now." And that was the end of it because you know what was going to happen next. But things have changed so quickly and. There's something that's been happening, I think, especially in the United States, where people are just much more likely to resort to violence over road rage stuff, the stuff we report every day. You hear about it more and and more, and so you, it does take a lot of the appeal out of going out and doing public stuff that we used to love. This is the John and Ken Show. Mo Keller here. KFI AM640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Let's finish up this hour and the show with some movie talk. Now, yesterday, we spent a lot of time talking about Avatar, the way of water. And I know in the news department, they've told the information, I call it information, I'm not so sure I believe it, regarding Avatar crossing the billion-dollar mark worldwide. And I find it strange. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I do know something about the entertainment industry and how they work numbers. I find it strange how a movie, and Twally, you made this point originally, and I'm going to amplify it. I find it strange how a movie uh, created in America through the American distribution system, movie theaters and so forth, does poorly in America because it's not doing well in America, yet is received three times better internationally. Now, I may not know as much movie history as Mark Ronner, but I can't think of another movie which has a similar... Uh, growth trajectory. Well, you had a life. You got outside. But I'm looking at the numbers right now. 317 million domestically, 712 million internationally. Okay, two and and a half times. That's for a movie that's three hours and 12 minutes. Can you even imagine? Okay, you understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. That's that's not really... That doesn't seem possible. How How does a U.S. film with no ties to China... I understand if this was Transformers... Filmed in China makes sense. If this was Shang-Chi, where a lot of it was shot in China, there are certain film companies that film specifically in Asia in certain parts to make sure that it has a big international push, which was one of the reasons why the Fast and Furious franchise had just took off overseas, but its numbers U.S. were comparable. You don't double your overseas numbers when a film is released simultaneously. Okay, it's not like it was released in the U.S. and then overseas and then it took off. No, that doesn't make sense. I'm telling you, we are going to see something come out where where this film company is either buying tickets or doing something duplicitous with these numbers. You could be right, but I have two words that might alter your thinking on this. Are you ready for them? Mr. Bean, I think that... Movies like this that are heavily visual and not so much verbal, they really appeal to broad international audiences in ways that just baffle those of us who who are thinking and like intelligent movies. Uh, And I say that as a slam on the first one. I don't have any interest in the second one, but I finally saw the first one a couple years ago, and I was just, I was astonished at how stupid it was. It is astonishingly bad. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's the Mr. Bean phenomenon of something uh, that really has primarily just a visual component to it. I mean, nobody's raving about the story itself. For the nobody. Sequel. That's what I'm saying. Nobody. I'm trying to figure out 
there is a mathematical quotient to this where a three-hour and 12-minute movie has fewer showings, point blank, in the discussion. So I'm not so sure that they've even had enough viewings outside the U.S. to amass um, $700 million worth of box office receipts. It's a rough winter. Maybe people just want to be inside for three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> but, but, but if you can't get up? to the theater yeah. like in Buffalo, I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't. I, look, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I know enough about the industry to say this is more than odd and unusual. There's not really a precedent for it. Maybe not, but if the first Avatar was the most profitable movie in history, which just, it depresses me, thinking about all the other movies that should have made it. If that was, why not this one? Because there, we can point to other box office worldwide phenomenon blockbusters, which did not grow like this, be it any of the Star Wars movies, which were also released in China. I mean, there are too many other movies that we can point to which had more of a one-to-one U.S.-to-international ratio as opposed to one-to-two-and-a-half. For an American-made movie, that just doesn't make sense. So you're a conspiracy theorist on this one narrow thing. No, I'm saying there are questions I would love to have answers to. There are a lot of questions. It's always just questions, isn't it? No, 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 no. A conspiracy theorist, will I will try to ascribe motive and reason and try to put some puzzle together. I'm saying it doesn't make sense. You're not buying it. So... Are you basically saying that, like, James Cameron, the studio, or whoever associated with Avatar is out there buying extra tickets and stuff and just I, not going to see it? I like, will say this. I will say this. I know in the music industry when I worked you, at— You knew exactly a, where I was going. In a number of stream record farms. companies. Stream farms. They, stream farms. Back only in the day, we they were, were buying, buying labels. We I mean, buying, uh, records. We were buying actual CDs and cassettes, whatever, going to various— Warehouse, Sam Goody, Musicland. We had people physically buying it, and we were also being funny with the numbers that we were reporting to SoundScan. Yes, because we wanted to be number one on the charts. I've seen rappers themselves go to Best Buy and Target and buy 50, 100 copies Look, worth it, of their it albums. It happens all the time. It happens around a, a war time. It happens when you're trying to impact a record. All of that was commonplace. To say that it doesn't also happen in the entertainment industry as far as films go is just the most ignorant thing that I w- could imagine someone saying. That's impossible. No one's going to do that. I promise you they would. This is a film that no one was asking for that is 10 plus years after an original film to Mark's point, which no one actually liked. There was no heat behind this movie. None. None. People, the only heat behind it was a question mark that said, why? Why do we need to go back to this? The original story wasn't good. Uh, 3D technology is now old hat. There's nothing new happening in this film. You're not walking through the theater splashing people in the face with water. It's not like that. Okay? <laughs> it's not Shrek 4D at Universal Studios. Right, it's right. not. Like, this is, this is just, I'm sorry to be so hard on this film. I just don't believe it. I have, I don't believe it. I question some of the international markets that they would skip over a lot of other movies to show this particular movie. In the U.S., that's one thing. But all these other markets around the world, including China, I got questions. I would love to see uh, the individual theater layout and some of the numbers which are being returned on this movie in the past 10 days because it was released internationally after the United States. And 
international is two and a half times that of the United States. Is that much of a hit? Really? In 10 days? I got questions. Maybe we're the ones who are out of touch. Maybe. Someone's going to have to explain it to me. I'm way out of touch then. <laughs> yeah. I'm super out of touch. But but even in that, Mark, there's a hint of, I understand where you're coming from and what you're saying. Listen, nobody's more disappointed than me that stupid stuff is successful, okay? I mean, uh, it's just, it's re- I mean, you mentioned the Star Wars movies. Those J.J. Abrams Star Wars movies were just flat-out idiotic. And not only that, they were an insult to anybody who grew up liking Star Wars. But, you know, they made money. And so it turns out I was the, uh, you know, insert curse word here. But the but the growth of the Star Wars movies as far as the box office sales did not grow in this way. I'm just saying, I mean, look, this film goes from... 14 million to 29 million in a day. And that's on Christmas day. You're telling me that there were that many people who went out on Christmas day <laughs> on Christmas day. I know plenty of people that went out on Christmas day to go see a movie and eat some Chinese food. Where is Leonard Nimoy and in the in search of crew when you need to get answers, <laughs> we need answers. The Johnny Kent show. KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but there are some things which don't make sense to me. And I would love someone who's connected to the movie or connected to distribution to be able to at least explain it to me so I understand it better as someone who has worked in the entertainment industry. And before the break, we were saying how Avatar, The, the Way of Water, reached a billion dollars worldwide. And 70% of that is from the international market in which it was released after the U.S., a film which was made in the U.S., a U.S. movie, that doesn't happen. That has never happened as far as I know, to my knowledge. And for it to happen now and under these circumstances, it just seems strange, my word. Like, for example, we mentioned China. China is only responsible, and this is according to Box Office Mojo, China is only responsible for $104 million gross, okay? First, China's been under lockdown. COVID lockdown. Okay, so I don't know how all these people are getting to see this movie because it did <laughs> 56 million in its first week. 56 million, and there was no drop off basically to the second week. Period. That doesn't happen. Did you say South Korea was on that list? South Korea, 53 million people, 53 million dollars in gross revenue from South Korea. <laughs> the same South Korea that's under the exact same strict. COVID restrictions right now? Well, and they're also worried about North Korean missiles and other How things. about that? Okay. How about that doesn't seem like you're going to a movies during this time? It just doesn't make sense. Mexico reported $28 million. I, I, I don't want to call BS, but the whole idea, the whole idea that $60 million of this billion came from France, $36 million. Germany, 33 million, United Kingdom. Okay, maybe the movie is a hit in Europe, but it just seems very odd and unlikely the way that it would be such a massive super hit there, but not here. And that you've included the Chinese market, and the Chinese market is not even playing a major role in it getting to a billion. It's only 10%. 
of yeah. the total grosses, 10%. This isn't adding up. It's not adding. Someone is not going to see this movie for it to be at a billion right now. Tell me this. Tell me a movie in which you have the United States only responsible for 30%, China responsible for 40%, and the other 60% having nothing to do with U.S. or China making a movie a billion dollars. Especially considering right now, and I'm looking at Deadline and how the French right now are really mulling over the idea of giving U.S.-based films a wide theatrical release, which is why a lot of the Marvel movies did not get a theatrical release. So you're telling me they don't even have a wide release in in, 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 in France because— they actually said to Marvel, we're not, or to uh, Disney, we're not going to be showing your your Marvel films. Why then would they turn around and show Avatar, which is also Same a company. Disney property? Same company. That's not adding up. I just got questions. It just doesn't make sense. The movie in France, to to your point, was released on December fourteenth. It has since grossed sixty million dollars in France. Here's, here's the proof. You know the widest release that this movie supposedly uh, grossed uh, sixty million dollars. The widest release, seven hundred and sixty-two theaters. No, no, uh, uh-uh. that's mathematically not possible. That's not possible. That's not because possible. the, the movie is three hours and twelve minutes long. Seven hundred. Let me just give you some some comparative analysis. A wide release in the U.S. is usually about. Uh, about 4,300 theaters, anywhere from 43 to 4,700 theaters. And you're saying one-seventh of that has generated $60 million in receipts in two weeks? You, there's nothing. It's, it's not that possible. It doesn't, doesn't work. That's a per-screen average, I don't know, like of a million. <laughs> no, they're busted. All I'm saying is they're going to have to answer for this. This film company, I look, I get it. You did not want egg on your face. You did not want to to catch an L. You wanted to try to end on a high note and prove that maybe James Cameron was right, that every movie doesn't have to be a superhero film, whatever. When it comes out that you all were being funny with the math on this, you will go down as the biggest laughing stock in Hollywood history. Here's another comparison point. And it actually makes our point. In South Korea, its widest release for $53 million, it was shown on 2,800 theaters, screens. 2,800. That is more believable than 700 generating even more revenue. Yes. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. And if and when it comes out, I'm going to claim all credit. Because somebody needs to explain to me. Let me just look at uh, Mexico real quick. And Mexico is claiming $28 million in receipts they don't even list how many theaters it was shown so that's already questionable let me check india because that is a large populous market and they're claiming 39 million dollars in gross receipts they don't list the number of theaters what about saudi arabia or qatar um let me see i have to find it i'm just thinking since the movie was released what december 14th the World Cup final was yep. December 18th. Maybe some tourists wanted to go see a movie in Qatar. I can't. They're not even listed here. In the in the Europe, Middle East, and Africa, Saudi Arabia, all they have is United Arab Emirates. 
in a regional sense. Mm-hmm. So Saudi Arabia is not listed. Qatar is not listed. In other words, it's being shown in fewer places. Uh, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Let me look at, like, Germany, they're saying $36 million in receipts in 14 days. They don't list the number of theaters. But the glaring one is France, where you only have 760 theaters, but you're claiming $60 million in gross receipts. That's just fundamentally not possible. It just isn't. Well, coming up next is the Tim Conway Jr. Show. Is Where is Mark? Where is Mark Thompson? I Isn't saw he supposed him. I don't to be know where here? He's at. Isn't he here? I know he's filling in for Tim. Yeah, yeah, Crozier, yell down the hall again. Turn on your mic so we can hear you, though. He heard me. Okay. He said, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's raw. Well, I know he heard me. Tim Conway Jr. Show coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow. This is the John and Ken Show. KFI AM 6. Wait, 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 wait. Here he is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was watching some rerun of a game show out there, and I got really into it. I was getting ready to lock out. What's I'm coming sorry, up? I'm sorry, man. I really am. I, uh, I'm mostly here just to say Happy New Year to you. We have a great show. We have <laughs> Sam Rubin joining to talk about the Sam! changing face of Hollywood. Maybe would you could say the fall of Hollywood. Oh. Oh, yeah. That sounds ominous. Oh, yeah, it does. That's clickbaity a little bit, but it's kind of true. You know we kind of work in Hollywood, so. I know. And that's why I think people will, it will resonate with them. Are you familiar with that? The yes. resonation? Yes. I think they're going to be resonating tonight. Uh. Uh, seriously, there are big changes in Hollywood, and for the new year, Sam and I will discuss them. Also, big weather for New Year's Eve. Rick Dickert from Channel 11 is going to be through. I have the game of games tonight that has to do with New Year's as well, and we'll play it in the 8 o'clock hour. It's a big show, Mo. Let's big get it show, on, baby. baby. Big Let's show. Get Let's get it on. Sam Conway Jr. Show coming up with Mark Thompson. KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. 